The Gospel According to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now in that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, because, look, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, all praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and had gone, into the, gone back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that's taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Now let me tell you, this birth is the nature of reality. It is the pattern of the universe. It's not once upon a time. It is eternal. God giving birth eternally. New life, new beginning, new possibility, new love. God in labor unceasingly, then and now and forever. This is what the angels sing. And we echo their song. This is what we celebrate, that this birth was and is and is to come. And there's more. A wise teacher and mystic said this, I paraphrase. What 
What good is it that this birth is always happening if it does not also happen in me? That it should happen in me is what matters. This birth is happening in you. God is laboring in you and with you and, and birthing love. Now, when my daughter, my firstborn daughter, was born, my wife Sarah was in labor for 22 hours from water breaking to child arriving. She had terrible back labor. And didn't matter the walking, the, the birthing tub, the, all of the tricks, they didn't seem to be helping. I spent so much time just rubbing Sarah's back, trying to give her some relief from this back labor. Sarah spent so much time. Just, she was like, she had practiced this hypnobirthing thing. Maybe you've heard of it. She was so kind of deep within herself. Uh, it was like she was totally consumed with what was going on rightfully in her body. And you know, when Sarah went back to the midwife for her checkup after Susanna was born beautifully at like 2 a.m. in the morning, the midwife thanked Sarah. She thanked both of us. She said she sees a lot of people, husbands and wives, partners, women alone. Not all of them work together the way that we did. We had re-inspired her. We were just trying to get through the day and get this child here. But God was giving birth to something more through us. You know, would we have been able to do that five years before? I mean, I don't know. That's when we first, Sarah and I, started talking about trying to have kids. But I, I wasn't ready. I said no. I couldn't explain it other than it just didn't feel right. I kind of just had to trust my gut, maybe trust that my gut was right. I didn't have any good reasons, and I didn't like the tension that that no introduced but God seemed to know better that that longer period of gestation was what we needed to become the team that we had to be. You know, there's a lot of that when God is giving birth in you. That not knowing, not understanding, feeling like you're crazy, that's part of the letting go and trusting that this holy birth requires of us. I mean, maybe you know this feeling when something obviously greater and bigger is happening around you, in you, or maybe you look back and you see it. I mean, God does the hardest work, of course. But what is impossible for us is possible for God. But... And 
Because God does not do it without our consent. God loves you. God does not force you. So our part in this birthing process is simply surrender. Surrender our will. Surrender our body. And Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done. And so I also learned to pray, take me over because I cannot give myself to you. And Mary said, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be for me according to your will. Or in the poetry of Holden Evening Prayer, I live to do your will. And the exact words don't matter. That they are really and truly yours. That's what matters. Setting the intention, truly speaking it, even aloud. That matters too. It is a surrender. Any woman who has bore a child knows that realization that my body is not my own anymore, but now serves this growing child. Was that what it was like for Mary? When the shepherds came announcing what they heard from the angels? Savior, Messiah, which is more than the angel Gabriel announced. Surrender calls forth something new from us every day. Richard Rohr said, the infant in the crib at Bethlehem is not yet the Christ who preaches, heals, dies for us. Is that what Mary was pondering? Is that what she was treasuring in her heart? Here, by this manger, she was not yet the mother God was asking her to become. But she would be. And this child would show her the way. I mean, just before we brought Susanna home from the hospital, I remember peppering the poor nurse with questions like, when should we feed her and for how long? The nurse said things like, feed her when she's hungry. And when she's full, she'll stop. She'll tell you. Which was absolutely true. And also totally bogus, but also totally right. She did tell us. And serving her meant learning new ways to listen and to pay attention. Or just cycling through the checklist, hungry, dirty, tired, over and over until something worked. Trust Jesus to tell you what he needs as God gives birth within you. Watch Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Trust yourself. That's the true answer to all your questions. And in these COVID days, I need you to know God has been giving birth. I've seen you and people like you exercise such courage and honesty 
and patience, bearing pain, bearing whatever came to you, a new you being born, love being born into the world through you. It is a rare gift to understand the significance of what is happening in us while it is happening. Which is maybe why God sent those shepherds to Mary and Joseph and Jesus to, to mark a moment that might otherwise have slipped by unappreciated or appreciated only partially or superficially. God will send you shepherds too. Maybe like that nurse. And you get to be shepherds for others. So with Mary, we can ponder anew what the Almighty can do, what love can do, what love is even now doing in you, in us. Giving birth for the sake of the world. I mean, this birth we celebrate is not over. And if it seems to be delayed, maybe there is a greater purpose in that too. This birth truly is in progress in you. Greater suffering and greater love are ahead and unimaginable joy. Bear whatever comes. Serve love. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.